What's up everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. It's been a minute. Wanted to tell you uh, what's been going on over here. As I said in my last podcast, I held a baseball card uh, collecting and history class. I'll probably tell you all more about that later. Um, but for this episode, what I'd like to talk about is how uh, to negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> more, more specifically, uh, these eBay guys that are holding cards that you want in your collection for hostage for way, way, way more money than they actually have. So, uh, than they're actually worth. So, uh, before I tell you about that, tell you a little bit of a personal quote unquote fun thing that happened to me. Um, not really fun, but, uh, <laughs> so what I did was I, uh, I ended up selling the, uh, the M116 Wagner last week. And, uh, the guy sent me a cashier's check. So I wanted to, uh, put that in the bank right away. So what I did was I, uh, drove to the bank, deposited it. And, uh, I went to get some gas on the way home. And so, uh, you know, pull up to the pump. I put the, uh, the gas pump in and I go inside to go to the bathroom. When I come back out, I look out and I go, oh shoot, look over and there's gas that is pouring out. It's like gushing. It's like a gusher out of uh, the tank. I had never seen anything like that before. The entire ground was just like flooded with gasoline. And uh, yeah, it was scary. Like uh, I <laughs> wasn't really thinking too well. I was like, okay, I really hope I don't uh, blow up the whole place. Uh, <laughs> by this having happened it wasn't my fault obviously they had some sort of like faulty mechanism but man it was crazy I've never seen so much gasoline before it reminded me <laughs> kind of uh, I mean looking back now uh, remind me of uh, that gasoline fight on uh, Zoolander and I go okay I hope nobody lights a cigarette or anything but uh, yeah it was uh, pretty crazy and our car smelling gas for like the next couple of days is awful. But anyways, so uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> not too terribly fun. But so going back on track with uh, baseball cards here, uh, this morning I had somebody reach out to me on Twitter and he's like, Tanner, what on earth do you do uh, when it comes to somebody that has but it's like 10 times the price of what you're willing to pay or market value. And it's like a one of one or like a super rare 90s card. And so if you're listening to this podcast and you're into like rare cards, I think you feel this like so hard because this has happened to everyone. There's always a card out there that people love and they see it online. They're like, yes, they're jumping out of their skin excited. And then they see the price. Like, this has got to be some sort of a joke. What are they doing? What the heck is going on here? Why is this $100 card $1,000? And so, let me tell you kind of, first of all, uh, why this might happen a few times. Uh, uh, a few possibilities why. Number one, it might just be simply because the seller is uneducated. And so, they might see something like, I'll give you an example. The... Uh, um, there was uh, uh, one of the kids at the uh, 
at the baseball card collecting class uh, that I taught this last weekend here, um, he thought he had a $600 card, and uh, it was an 87 Topps Bo Jackson. Now, as you know, if you're, you've been in the hobby for a while, it's a $2 card. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. It is an amazing card, uh, you know, for sure. Like, it's a part of many of our childhood. Like, that was the card you know, to have for a while. And so, not discounting that card at all because it's wonderful. Uh, $600 wonderful? No, of course not. But uh, the whole point of it was, is the reason they got to that place is because some people were posting that card for sale for $600 on eBay. So anybody uh, who's anybody would have gone on eBay without knowing value, they would have thought the same thing. So, um, you know, definitely not his fault. Kudos to he and his dad for uh, taking the initiative to look online and see how much it was worth um, at the very least. But um, anyway, so uh, that's kind of what happens though. Like when it comes to sellers, they might... Uh, look up cards and say, okay, I've got this 87 Topps Bo Jackson rookie. Um, how much should I put it online for? Oh, wow, this one person selling it for $600. And this one person is going to sell it for, is selling it for $2. Well, if you're the owner of that card, you're going to really, really hope that the $600 uh, thing is right. So, what do you do? You put it up for sale for 600 bucks in hopes of it actually, uh, you know, getting that price. So I'll give you an example here of what I saw. So there's a seller that posted a 1990 Donruss uh, Jose Canseco Aqueous for sale on eBay. And I already had one at this point. Uh, but the thing is, is the seller had it for, I think it was $20 or something. Well, guess what? For $20, I'm a buyer because that's a $500 card. I look though, kind of skeptical. I check in the back of the card, doesn't say aqueous. So uh, what the seller did is uh, he saw some other aqueous cards uh, up there for sale, or maybe he was putting it up for a hundred or something. I don't remember, it was a few years ago. And uh, <laughs> he puts aqueous in the title. I saw this happen recently as well for somebody that uh, was selling, I don't even remember what the card was, but they said something along the lines of uh, PSA 10 and PWCC <laughs> in the title. And so, as you know, PSA is a grading company. 10 means it's, uh, it was graded basically perfect. And PWCC is the auction house that sells uh, cards through eBay and otherwise. So uh, he thought that uh, that's what his card was supposed to have in the title. Um, he was wrong. So uh, a common myth among many people that are new into the hobby is that those that are selling cards on eBay know what they're uh, talking about. That's not the case. Many, many, many people do not know what they're talking about. There will be cards that are vastly overpriced, and there are cards that will be vastly underpriced. The cards that are vastly overpriced will stay on eBay for a long time. The cards that are vastly underpriced will not stay <laughs> for long at all. So, um, the next thing, the next reason why uh, somebody might vastly overprice a card on eBay is just because they know that they have a card that's highly uh, um, has high interest 
in it and or will and hasn't been for sale for a long time and they post a high price just to see if somebody's nutty enough <laughs> to to get a card to get the card uh, to pay the money uh you know and, and listen i understand there's there's this old adage that says uh uh you know something's value is really worth only what somebody else is willing to pay for it so if you have a baseball card that has typically sold in the past for $20 and somebody decides to put it for $200, it's a lot more, it's 10 times more. Uh, if somebody is actually willing to pay the $200, are they, does that mean that car is worth $200? Uh, if we go by that saying, then yes. However, we do need to look a little bit more closely into this. Does the person have a screw loose? like me because I've done I've overpaid before in the past uh, or are they being bamboozled into uh, paying significantly more money for a card uh, that should not be that high and so the seller might say look I know full well the sales history of this card and I know full well it was way less than $200 however it is not up to me to uh, educate the buyer. Buyer beware. They need to be the ones that educate themselves. I understand that. I get it. You know, I, I understand it for sure. And I know all about capitalism and everything. And, you know, that's one of the, my opinion, one of the things that makes America great. But there are bad things about it too, for sure, just like everything. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I just sold a card to somebody this morning. And I asked to take an offer and uh, the guy said he'll take a hundred or he'll sell it for he'll buy my card for a hundred dollars um, guys that was a great offer I didn't feel right about it so what I did was I said I'll tell you what I'll take 60 for it and uh, you know conventional wisdom obviously says don't do that like you just left forty dollars on the table uh, but for me I want to make sure that I'm fair with this guy and that's kind of a note to all the sellers out there as well. Uh, you know, you've got to, you're only given one name in life, so you've got to be fair with people. And uh, so that's what I try to do, uh, in spite of the fact that he was willing to pay 100 for it. And he knows his stuff and everything, but this is more of a uh, harder to find issue. I just, uh, <laughs> I didn't feel right about it. So uh, there are clearly other sellers out there that don't follow that, <laughs> that line of thinking. <laughs> And, uh, you know, granted, there are some cards out there that I've sold that are, like, really uh, hard to find. And some that I have that I know people would be willing to do battle for it at auction. You know, this card, I wasn't too uh, terribly uh, uh, convinced that people would push that card up to the $100 mark. I'm not sure. Maybe they would have. But... I just don't think so. And so I think that's probably one of the measuring sticks that I use personally um, is if I see somebody that doesn't really know what value, it, what the value is of a certain thing, um, whether it be just because he's never seen that card or just is new to the hobby. Like this guy was definitely not new to the hobby. He knows, he knows values, but uh, I don't know. I. <laughs> I just didn't feel right about selling it for, for 100 bucks. And, but like I said, there are plenty of people out there 
that would have easily have sold that card to them for 300 bucks if they could. And again, uh, I would have had no problem selling it to them for 300 bucks if I thought that it would have brought that at market uh, on eBay. Um, could have, I don't think so, but there's always a possibility, I guess. So now the question is though, uh, like this person wrote me this morning, you know, Tanner, I've got a one of one card that I see on sale on eBay. It's uh, $700, it's a one of one. It was like some guy that I'd never heard of uh, before. It was a Topps Platinum card. He said, you know, look, this card, <laughs> this card's like worth a 10th of that. Like, so what do you do in this situation? Do you have any tips? Do you have any pointers? And I said, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> I've got a lot of pointers of what to do and what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll start with the what not to do. Um, first of all, and, and this is kind of difficult uh, when it comes to those that are strictly buyers and they're not sellers because you almost have to understand the seller psyche of how to approach them when it comes to situations like this. Now, strictly from a buyer perspective, you know, your gut feel is almost like to educate the seller. That's a big no-no when you go in there uh, to the negotiation table trying to educate him because what you're saying is a couple things. Number one, you are insinuating he's an idiot because he doesn't know his stuff. And number two, you're insinuating that his card is worth not nearly as much as, uh, as uh, you know, what he has for sale. Now, while both of these things might be true. Um, you definitely have to uh, have finesse in how to uh, go to him, the seller, and talk to him. You know, don't go in, don't go marching into eBay messages uh, saying, "Hey, bro, that card's like ridiculously overpriced." Here's a here's a screenshot of the sales uh, data from the last like you know, six months or whatever of how much this card is sold for, I'll pay you that. Yeah, nah, that's not gonna work. I've tried it before, doesn't work. Now, every now and then, um, you will have some people go, oh, I had no idea. Okay, well, thank you for this data, this is helpful. I agree and I accept. But I found that most of the time, nine times out of 10, that's not gonna work out too well. And from the seller side even, <laughs> That, uh, guys, it's so funny. That M116 Wagner that I told you about, um, like, I think I talked about this on the podcast before. Um, so funny. Like, this guy writes me out of nowhere, like, probably, I want to say two weeks ago. And he said he made an offer, so I hear that ka-ching. The, be the most beautiful sound in the world, right, when your phone ka-chings and you hear an offer is coming. <laughs> And then another kitchen because he sends a message. I go, oh. Well, I check the message and he's like, hey, I see one of these sold. And keep in mind, I had this up for sale on eBay for four grand or best offer. And he goes, I see one sold. Uh, that was a PSA 1.5. Yours, yours is a BVG 1.5. But the PSA 1.5 sold for $1,300. So I made an offer based on that. Let me know. Like, huh. Okay, first of all, no, but second of all, let's take a look at this and see what he has, what he's been talking about. So I look up the PSA 1.5 Wagner that he's talking about. And first of all, 
if you're the owner of this card, I have nothing but uh, good vibes to send your way because it's a Wagner regardless of the value or of the uh, of the appearance and all that. Okay, so I'm not going to badmouth anybody's card uh, in that way. However, <laughs> kind of uh, being a little bit of a hypocrite here, but the card uh, was in significantly worse looking condition than mine was and it didn't sell for $1,300 it sold for like $1,500 and something dollars and I was like okay well let's see what he offered for mine then well I check and uh, he offered a thousand <laughs> like really guy you're gonna try to offer me a thousand dollars for a card that I have up for four thousand or best offer <laughs> and so I wrote him I said thank you for the offer However, first of all, the card sold for 15, not 13. Second of all, that card looks like it's been uh, out in the Arizona sun for 100 years, upon which time a dog ate it up and pooped it out. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it looked like. <laughs> and so, whereas mine looked really nice, like really nice for the condition. So I said, because of this, I will pass. Have a great day, take care. Well, he writes back and, you know, uh, if you get any, uh, anywhere close to that kind of money for, uh, for that card, I'll throw you a blankety blanket parade. Uh, once you come back down to earth and are more realistic, and he puts in parentheses, they always do, uh, write me back and I might be interested then. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, eh, gentlemen, there's probably no ladies out there listening to this. Uh, <laughs> this is one way that you do not <laughs> reach out to a seller and try to negotiate because guess what? There's a lot of people out there that would have a thousand dollars for that card and guess, <laughs> guess who out there that has a thousand dollars would never just guaranteed himself to never see that card ever. Yep. <laughs> I would never have sold to him. So it's kind of dismayed, uh, by this guy's response and a little, a little frustrated because like, look, why are you wasting my time? But then I remembered like over the years, uh, it's interesting. I don't know why, I don't know if this happens to you. Maybe it's just me, I don't know. But I feel like every time I get like some sort of like low ball uh, price, I always like seem to sell that card or cards or whatever they are. Um, shortly thereafter for close to what I'm asking. So I kind of laughed after I saw that and guess what, you know, a week, <laughs> a week later, somebody ends up buying it. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I should probably tell that guy I'm, uh, looking for my parade now, but, uh, anyway, so yeah, learn from, from this guy. That's not a way to do it. He went guns a blazing saying I was wrong. I didn't know, uh, the value of these things and I needed to succumb to what his uh what his thoughts were on this and so uh you know obviously i wasn't assault him especially after all that but uh so yeah th those are some of the things not to do now this is what i would recommend you doing um this is uh has taken a little while for me to kind of figure out but this is what's helped me quite a bit um, and keep in mind the sellers are just people and they're of all different temperaments, okay? So you'll have some people that will be receptive. You have some people that will not be receptive and that will be offended no matter what you say. 
So, uh, you know, with that said, uh, you know, the way that I go about those sorts of things is, you know, I try to be very non-confrontational with them and I do let them know, say, you know, hi seller, I just noticed that you posted a card for sale uh, that I'm like very interested in. Um, unfortunately, uh, I see the price uh, is quite a bit higher than the, what the sales data suggests. Um, and I understand it is your card and you can price it wherever you want. However, if you are interested in seeing the sales data and, uh, you know, if you don't know what the sales data is, uh, I'd be happy to provide that to you. And I'd be more than happy to pay, uh, somewhere in line with what they've sold for before, or maybe even a little more. And so, you know, obviously you craft that the way, uh, that you see fit, um, but, you know, I try to do it in a very non-confrontational way. I even tell them, I say, you know, look, uh, I understand that you just posted this card. And if you want to field uh, offers, I completely understand. But just know that I'm here for you uh, whenever you are ready or if you are ready. So, and when you take a look at, you know, what I just told the seller versus what that other guy told me, um, some of the information is actually very similar. It's just uh, different in, uh, in tone and in delivery. And that difference in tone and delivery is everything. Now, if I go to this guy and I say, you know, look, your price is way off. Check the screenshot for data. Um, don't be ridiculous. Uh, you know, pay what, uh, you know, put this for sale for like what I think it should be then, uh, you know, it's not going to work out too well. So I've had people, uh, you know, come back at me, uh, get very defensive where when they do, I'm able to typically disarm that by saying, you know, look, I apologize. I didn't mean to offend you. I just, uh, you know, really couldn't justify, uh, spending multiples of what they've sold for in the past. And I like the card so much. I, you know, <laughs> wanted to really just reach out and just kind of see where you were. Um, Every now and then you will have some people that say, oh, well, I didn't really realize that. Thank you for the sales data. Um, I would love to see that if you wouldn't mind sending it over. So uh, it's nice to run into those that are few and far between. Or is it far and few between? I think it's few and far between. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that's kind of what my recommendation would be. And, uh, you know, look, <laughs> there's some people, uh, this does not guarantee uh, a sale or a purchase, uh, in any stretch of the imagination. Like, <laughs> in fact, many times it simply won't work. Like the sellers know what they have and they're willing to make it an eBay hood ornament and, until some crazy person is ready to drop money. And, uh, so there are a few sellers that are very, very, very well known out there. I'm not going to list any names or name any names, but there are a few out there on eBay that are uh, really well known for this. Like they'll put a high bite now price. They hardly sell anything, but when they do, like they get a lot of money. <laughs> and of course, buyers will typically have buyer's remorse. So that's, you know, that's another thing that I know it's not on the seller uh, to uh, help the buyers not have buyer's remorse, but I don't, I don't want to be a part of that really. So anyways, uh, yeah, so it was uh, uh, interesting. I do have uh, one seller that actually ended up buying a handful of my Canseco cards 
like over a year ago and they're still on eBay now and they're you know for sale for like oh I don't know like three times the value <laughs> of what they're worth and uh, you know hey look if uh, if there are buyers out there for those I, I just hope that they uh, know what they're getting themselves into and you know really again sometimes these high prices are justified um, especially if they're super rare and they're highly desirable so let's say if you have a card out of 10 and you see that player's cards out of 10 routinely going for like 100 bucks but this is an older out of 10 and you know there's like 15 hardcore collectors then guess what uh that ad is probably going to go for a lot higher and it's probably justified that you put it for quite a bit higher. So I'm not trying to rag on sellers that are being um, uh, optimistic <laughs> with their pricing. I mean, look, for me, whenever I sell things, I always put things up at the top end of what I think I could sell. Uh, if somebody buys at that price, great. If somebody uh, makes an offer, Good, we've got some room to play with. So, uh, those are my thoughts anyways for tonight. Um, you know, so here's kind of a little bit of homework for you, like go on eBay and, and look for some cards and uh, you know, see if there are any out there that are like priced wildly high and see if you can kind of get a feel for identifying the type of seller. Are they somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about or are they somebody that's uh, trying to extort money from people? <laughs> <laughs> they're just uh, these terrorists uh, that have uh, they're holding these cards hostage <laughs> sometimes there's another uh, category also there's some people out there that just want to post them out there and just show what they have and so which also is frustrating but that's how it goes guys you know ebay you can do whatever you want so anyways i hope this is helpful to those of you out there that uh might be trying to deal with a uh a hostage situation <laughs> for cards on eBay. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Please, please, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. I appreciate it. Have a great night.